Welcome back to the Brother Trucker Book Club podcast. I'm your host, Graham Bradley. This is episode 14. 14 is in February 14th. It is Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. We're back with uh, my wife, guest hosting for another episode. Say hi, babe. Hello. And we are going to be talking again, of course, about romance books. Not the uh, the steamy stuff that you hide the cover from your kids when you pick it up from the checkout stand of the grocery store. Nope. But uh, just the clean stuff. Yes, we're we're big fans of the clean stuff. Uh, uh, we're gonna be highlighting a couple of different authors here. Like in the last episode, we t- we highlighted some authors and mentioned a few books of theirs specifically. Right out the gate, since this is uh, first and foremost a trucking podcast. Oh, of course, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it could be a trucking podcast or a book <laughs> podcast, or maybe it's both. But uh, we're going to talk about Renee Collins, who writes a lot of teen romance. I say a lot. She's got three books out, and I think she's got another one coming out sometime soon. Uh, I was just thinking the other day, though, as I was kind of doing show prep for this episode, uh, the three of her books that she's got out that I you know own, I have read all three of them while I was trucking at work. Oh. Get it now. Yeah, okay. so hence. It's like you know, she doesn't write about trucking. No, she doesn't. But you know, I would probably be a resource if she did. She's a, <laughs> she's a friend of mine. So uh, again, the caveat that I've mentioned in previous episodes where I cover uh, authors who are friends of mine, um, uh, expect some bias, I guess. Like I'm not going to lie and say it isn't there, but at the same time, if I didn't enjoy the book, I wouldn't tell you about it. True. Uh, so. Uh, the, the first book of hers was called Relic, and that one was like a Western fantasy mm-hmm. romance. That was and a really fun one. I, I enjoyed that, and I keep pestering her to write more, but uh, she's gone kind of like to the mainstream romance where the speculative element isn't necessarily there. But uh, that was summer of 2014, and that's back when I was still doing casual status driving for night. And so I got stuck on a late delivery to a Sam's Club in Henderson once, and it took them like two hours to unload the trailer. So I was just sitting there in the middle of the, of the night in a truck reading this uh magical teeny western romance book which was awesome i gave it five stars it was a lot of fun the adventure was there and then her next one uh until we meet again that's the one with the the displaced like he's in the 1920s and she's in the present but they they kind of do the whole somewhere in time thing where if they if they go onto the beach they're together right Mm -hmm. yeah i love that one um i had that one in my backpack when we got rained out working on the i-11 bypass we were we were blowing a hole through the top of the mountain in vegas well near near hoover dam really and uh, we got rained out. We couldn't work. I'd jump in the bulk truck. Guys jumped in the other truck. And I was like, well, we're going to be here for a while because it was coming down hard. And so I just sat there on the on the bench and I read uh, Until We Meet Again. And then the third one, um, I think I finished that when I was, can you really call it trucking if it's just an F-450? And, no, and Freddie was driving. Really. So I was riding shotgun. <laughs> I was like, he's like, yeah, we got to go to the refinery today. I was like, whatever, screw it. I don't even want to work. So I pulled out Renee's book and I finished reading uh, Remember Me Always in in the the passenger seat of, of freddie's truck that's one i haven't read yet that was a good one it, it again it didn't go a direction that i expected the the ending was atypical for a romance but oh. the all the necessary parts were there mainly the, um, the the intrigue of it starts when there's a girl who runs into a guy at school who feels familiar to her but she has no idea who he is and he knows everything about her and he's got like oh. pictures of them dating before but she has no memory of him Oh. And she she starts like meeting him, you know, clandestinely. Is that a word? I don't know. I'm a trucker. I can make up my own words. I can I can import them from other places, right? And uh, but he's he's real keen on keeping himself like you know hidden from her her parents, which you know should be all sorts of red flags, right? But yeah. you know she's 17. She can trust her emotions, can't <laughs> she? So, uh, but she starts meeting him, and and she starts to realize that there are big gaps in her memory. 
and she doesn't know why she doesn't remember him, but why he's you know familiar to her. So uh, the the mystery is figuring out what that's all about, and mm-hmm. it's and it was it was really cool the way that it was all revealed, uh, you know, unexpected but but very very good. Um, so I'd recommend any three of those. Obviously, my favorite is Relic, but I I would imagine that Until We Meet Again is probably her best one. Uh, I've I've got that one in hardcover now that I mention it. Uh, but the other author I wanted to highlight is none other than uh, Jeanette Rallison. Hi, Jeanette. I'm going to plug you in this so I know that you're listening. Um, she's written, good heaven, she's written boatloads of books. She's had like four pen names over the years. One like one for romance, one for this or that. Uh, she writes under C.J. Hill for her Slayers series that's like X-Men versus Dragons. I, I liked that one. Yeah. That I was, read the first book of that one. Yeah, same here. So and I think she's up to like five books in that series now. Oh, I yeah, there's some catching up to there's do. There's a ton. But, uh, you know, she mainly writes under Jeanette Rallison. And two of those that I wanted to highlight here were ones that I listened to while I was coming back from, I call it Mordor. It's Empire, Nevada. It's it's about 500 miles north of Vegas. And we had a couple of long runs that we had to do for the blasting company. So, I had plenty of time to, to plow through books and I had a couple of hers. So uh, one of them was, there is, there's a series of these, but they're not like necessarily serial. Uh, something about like, like my fair godmother or my unfair oh, godmother. Okay, there's, yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's a fairy godmother. Her name is Chrissy, like chrysanthemum, because of course all fairies have like flower names. Right. <laughs> but she's this, this like spunky, free, confident girl. And she goes around finding girls that aren't confident. And uh, gives them confidence by like throwing them into lesser-known fairy tales and making them work out their problems. <laughs> uh, I guess if if uh, if any of the others in the series are like the one that I read, which I think was the second one, but again, like it wasn't really dependent on anything that came because the, the main character was one of these unconfident girls, and like you know, Chrissy just pops in and dumps her into this one fairy tale that I don't think I'd ever heard of, and like you get the gist of what the fairy tale was supposed to be, and then like how it had changed for the story and. Like this, this girl goes on American Idol and, and uh, her teen heartthrob guy that she's like totally hot for that like she sings songs to his poster, <laughs> right? He's he's the Simon Cowell of the show though. And like she oh. she botches the performance on stage and he's like, you've got to be the worst performer. He's not British, but you know. <laughs> and so she gets like mocked to shame. Well, he ends up getting catapulted into this fairy tale as well. And, oh. and so, you know, that, that adds to ratcheting up the drama and stuff mm-hmm. as this girl figures out, like, well, crud, here's this hot celebrity guy I like who was a total tool to me in front of, like, millions of people. Um, but the one that I wanted to emphasize of Jeanette's, because this is one that you've read, babe, right? Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. Just One Wish. Yeah, the first thing that's near and dear to my heart about this book is that it takes place in Henderson, Nevada yep. and Burbank, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is where I live and one is where my, my grandma lived for half a century however long it was she's probably gonna kill me when i put it that way it was it was a long time she was there yeah, for a long time <laughs> yeah like my mom grew up there and then so uh, uh you know, she it, it was cool because Jeanette's big on doing like the research right she i see yeah. her posting on facebook all the time about like okay i've got such and such going to this place is this setting correct whatever and so she got like the crossroads right for the yeah. toys r us and henderson like you know but she's not chalking it so full of details that the book gets bogged down the audio was only like six hours long but basically, this this girl's got a little brother who's got cancer, right? And uh, she she wants to go grant his one wish for him, and mm-hmm. so she goes and like kidnaps a celebrity from <laughs> from Hollywood, <laughs> like this popular teen show actor kid yeah. guy, whatever. Uh-huh. And the paparazzi are dogging them all the way back yeah. to Vegas, and and uh, so it just goes to show like the lengths that that this girl will go to for her sick little brother. 
because she, you know, she loves him and, and Jeanette writes about, you know, wholesome families that, you know, this is how you, you show love for a sibling, which is really weird for me, like reading stories about siblings that like each other because of like, you know, my family and stuff, which isn't so weird for my wife because they all like each other. We do, yeah. The, the big kumbaya, peace yeah. circle stuff. Like We're all friends. Tell them how it went the first time we all played a card game, like with me oh and, and you and your siblings. So I have eight siblings. Most of us are girls. So, you know, we played pretty nice growing up. I mean, we certainly got fights, but when we played when we played board games and card games, we were nice to each other. Well, Graham's family trash talks when they play games. Imagine so, that. first time Graham played games with my family, he's like trash talking my sisters and being all mean, and they're kind of looking around like, "Who is this guy? Like, what is he doing? Why are you going to marry him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do so much better." No, they weren't. They weren't like that, but I. I, I realized my error very shortly thereafter and it's like, oh, like not every family is like this. I'm we're just all scumbags over here on the on the Bradley side. Right. You know, yes. so I, I along with learning to be a better listener, I learned to be nicer playing card games. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just realized a couple of things about Just One Wish. What? If Jeanette Rallison wrote a Nicholas Sparks novel, that would be it. There's cancer. Right. Yes. Um, the actor guy reconciles with his family. Oh, uh-huh. Um, I'm assuming that somewhere along the lines, like, her parents don't approve of her kidnapping an actor, so there's the parent parental disapproval. They, nobody, nobody dies, though. We don't know. He The kid gets the well. operation, but it's not like, oh, he got cured. It's like, yay, he got the operation, and he met Robin Hood before he got the okay, operation. True. So, But in the Nicholas Sparks version, he would have died in the book, like, he, before the book ended. He, he would have died, and, and there would have been, I mean, there was a class distinction. I mean, obviously, the actor kid was really rich, and she was broke. Well, Jeanette's yeah. going to hate me for saying that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Don't kill me. <laughs> you didn't write a Nicholas Sparks book. It's okay. If she wrote a Nicholas Sparks book, I wouldn't have read it. That's, that's the point. <laughs> but a million other people would have. Now, so, you know, that uh, that's an example of it. And not that that's necessarily a straight up romance, but there was a romantic element. Yeah. And, uh, uh-huh. and Jeanette's got um, a, a strong skill set when she writes that kind of stuff. Again, writing writing real characters first makes makes any kind of story better and especially the the romance side of it because you know you get two teenagers in a car especially one who's a big fan of the other one's tv show and you know some sparks are going to fly where there's smoke there's fire (laughs) but just one wish by Jeanette Rallison great book y'all should read it what was the one you had for us this week babe um so one of my other favorite authors um her name is Rosanna M. White and um she uh, she's written quite a few books, but the first one that I picked up by her, um, it's the Shadows Over England series, and the first book is called A Name Unknown, and um, it's this family of basically street urchins growing up in London, and uh, they they kind of collect uh, orphan children that are living on the streets, so and and they've made a, a family. So they've got, you know, a, a big family. And uh, the first book is about Rosemary, who's the oldest, basically. And um, they're, she's grown now. And um, they've they made money by picking pockets and things like that. But now that they're a little older, they're taking on larger jobs. And um, she's approached by this mysterious Mr. V. 
and given a job and a huge amount of money. And so, of course, she takes the job. I'm sorry. I just imagined the guy from V for Vendetta yes, approaching so did, her in a so romance. Did I. But uh, <laughs> I haven't actually seen that. I've only seen like clips and stuff. Yeah. But I, even I still imagined. The only verdict is vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm, I'm sorry i'm gonna let you try to get through the rest of that without imagining guy fox hurling knives into this crowd of orphans anyway so um this takes place um and now i can't remember if it's world war one or world war two but right around one of those um when when germans are all um being suspected of being spies and um her mission is to go to this uh german's house uh, his one of his parents was German. Um, this guy grew up in England, so he's he's English, but he has a German last name. And um, so she's supposed to go there and try and find out if he's loyal to Britain or to Germany. And, um, of course, being a romance, they end up falling for each other. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I'm sorry, now you got me um, thinking of that Studio C sketch where, oh, like, no. where Whitney was flagrantly British in the room full of Germans. Ooh, and they're yeah. like... <laughs> She's the least British a uh, German out of any of us. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. Anyway. This, you just love to like get me off topic. This is here. me being bad at listening and, and <laughs> talking too much. No, but um, I, I really enjoy her books. She, um, she does write Christian romance, um, but she's pretty light-handed with the, the Christian part of it. I, I'm not too fun. I have read some authors that get really preachy, and she's not one of those. Uh, but you'll find a lot of the clean romances are also Christian romances. So I've, I've read my fair share of, of Christian romance, um, and she's one that I, I really enjoy. So I've, I've read that whole Shadows Over England series, and I just started on one of her other series. It's the um, Culper... Let's see, what's it called? Culper Spy Ring? Oh, it's like about Cul the about the actual the, Culper Spies? Um set in that same time and it, it uses those places that they were at and so, so, they, so American it's called, American Revolution, right? Because they were yeah. those were Washington spies. That's yeah. cool. So I read the, that. The Culper Ring series. And um she I've only read the first one. Um it's called the ring of secrets and that one is set during the american revolution um the second one though i believe uh uh oh sorry i'm trying to look at them on my phone because i haven't actually read um you read the anymore second one in i haven't series? read the second one in that series well that's fine we can so, we can plug the first one and you know there will, yes there will be a valentine's day next year or... that's true but um she they're not all set in the American Revolution. She kind of moves through okay. through history. That's what I was trying to say. So do we see the Culper spies like in the Civil War? In the Civil War. Yeah, she's got a Civil <laughs> War. <laughs> okay, I was being sarcastic. That wasn't No, okay. I really... Do we see I, the Culper spies fight werewolves? That's going to be my... <laughs> I don't think she has any supernatural elements. Dadgummit. <laughs> well, I know what I need to write next. So, okay, so what That'd was that author's name again? Uh, Rosanna M. White. Okay, I will write that down and put it in the show notes for you listeners at home. Yep. So cool. Well, that should give you plenty to read for, uh, well, now that it is Valentine's Day by the time you listen to this. I mean, it's it's uh, the 10th of February as we are recording. 
So even if we were to launch it today, you wouldn't have time to read all these wonderful books we've thrown at you. But the good news is you don't have to uh, only read them on Valentine's Day, right? Don't, of course. Don't you read romance read all romance year long? romance all year long. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have St. Patrick's Day romances? I With have, shamrocks in the shape of hearts? I have not yet read um, a St. Patrick's Day romance. I think we can expect Sarah one. Eden to jump on that, you know, as, as Irish <laughs> as she is. I, I read an Irish one. I've read some. I've read quite a few Scottish ones. Oh no! Speaking of Irish, though, yeah. um, Sarah Eden has a series. They're they're Irish, but it's set in the American West. Okay, that's like you got chocolate in my peanut butter. That's cool. <laughs> two two things I like: you know, being Irish, but also being American. I'm, I'm partial to that. <laughs> But those, that's a really good series, too, by her. All right, cool. Well, there you go, readers. That's uh, plenty of new material for you to dig into. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, holy cow, this episode's gone almost to 17 minutes. Uh, as I am about to hand out cards at LTUE saying this podcast has 10-minute episodes. <laughs> but uh, we'll get back on track next week with our, our regularly scheduled short five-minute plugs per book type thing. I uh, just want to shout out to my wife, say thanks for uh, for joining me on this one and putting up with my antics, not just with this episode, but throughout the entire eight years of our marriage so far. <laughs> yeah. well, your antics are totally why I married you, so, you know. Well, that's good. And I'm, and I'm reading more romance books so that I, like, I know what you're into. <laughs> uh, I'll have to figure out how to sew a shirt one of these days. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You claim that you can, but I'm I mean, I can. You just don't approve of my work. Like, you won't even <laughs> let me sew buttons back on my shirts now. Apparently, thread color is important. You gotta match the, the button. It was brown. brown. <laughs> no. I love you. <laughs> love you too. All right, thanks, listeners. We'll we'll uh, we'll see you out there. Drive safe. <laughs>